Let them come up a new creation, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father. Hallelujah. Let their hearts be changed this morning, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord. And we are grateful, Father, for those that are getting baptized, Father. Let there be spontaneous baptism, Father, right now in this house, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father. And we are grateful for what you're going to do in this house this morning, Jesus. And we surrender everything to you, Lord. Have your way, King Jesus. Have your way, Yahshua. Have your way, Jesus. We're grateful this morning. Hallelujah, Lord. Mm, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We get to come into a holy, the presence of a holy God, a pure and holy God. Hallelujah, Lord. No false. Perfect God. Hallelujah, Lord. We get to come in to serve a perfect, holy God. Hallelujah, Lord. Holy, holy is your name, Lord. Those that worship you must worship you in spirit and in truth. You are here, Jesus. Have your way in this house, Jesus. Oh, King Jesus, have your way, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Have your way, Lord. We declare your presence in this house. In Jesus' name, amen.
in life and everything in it You're the revelation of truth and life, you are the way Jesus, you're the revelation of truth and life, you are the way Spirit and in truth, we worship you, Jesus.
is piercing the darkness. His light pierces the darkness. The darkness flees. That's why we're singing all this. Because darkness cannot stay in this room. Darkness cannot stay on you, oppressing you, tormenting you. It has you just to go. declare the truth that the light has come. Rise and shine. The light has come and it's glory. It's resting upon us. He is the light. We are the light of the world because he is in us. The light has come.
oppression, torment, I don't know, just make a movement, (laughs) say something, take an action of faith that says, get off, get off, get off, you've got to go, get off, you can't sit here, you can't sit here, you can't sit here. Yes. Oh, you 
this is such a thing of Catholics, you know. It's immaculate conception. Okay, let me tell you what he's saying in our realm. He's saying that there's a there's a completely immaculate house. Okay, he's got it prepared. He's got it prepared for the conception of his ideas, his uh, anointing. He's um, he's birthing this thing, and uh, it had to be a we had to be set in place for this. And you know, everybody knows immaculate conception sometimes means the birth and Mother Mary, all that. But no, he's saying this in a different realm. And this is for us as a church. So be an expectancy. Because he we had to be at this place for this to be birthed. Thank you, God, for all your words.
just got to let do, let God do what he wants to do, right? And a lot of times we want to rush things and a lot of times we want to push things and move things at our pace for our needs and our wants. And he says, I'm showing you perfect love. I'm showing you my love. I've known this man for, I don't even know, five, six years. I could say he's been in this house every Sunday but he's not but I know his heart his heart wants to be in this house his heart wants to do that and God has wrecked him God has changed him and every time he comes in here he gets loved on and the love you see these look at I don't, I don't know if you see who's praying for this man that's our students y'all that's our students the warriors that are being brought up in this house and they're praying for him out of perfect love and the love they have for him is nothing compared to the love that he has for you this doesn't even touch it so sometimes you don't stop that you just let God flow through him you just let God work through him you just let it happen I miss this. You don't get this online. I've watched four weeks in a row. This doesn't happen online. I don't care how much you watch it, how much you think. You don't need to be here. You don't get this there. And this should be happening a whole lot more. Man, we're praying and we're crying out to God to let God rain on the house, rain on us. That's what we're asking for. We want his love, his glory to rain. And guess what we do when we get soaking wet? We just take it off and put it down. And he says, wear that thing, soaking wet, saturated with my love to walk around the place and actually do something about it. But we take it off. We put on something dry and we go and do our regular life. You can't walk into a place like this and walk into his glory and walk into his presence, get saturated and take it off and go do something.
said, I'm done. I'm done dealing with everything I'm dealing with. I'm done. I, I'm not going to make excuses anymore. I'm not going to hide behind fear. I'm not going to worry about what people think. I'm just done. And I'm ready for life change. So right now, we're just going to pray over him. Extend your hands. Father, right now, we declare life change. Father, we, we I pray right now, Lord, you cast his fear and the anxiety as far as the east is from the west, Lord, never to return. Father, fill him up with your love. Father, saturate him with your love. Father, just flow through him right now. Show him a new identity of who he is as a beloved son. Come on, Father. You can do it. Come on, Father. We love you, Lord. We love you. We love you. We love you. Come on. Hit him right now. Come on. And that's the only reason right there. Because he came forward. Come on. Come on. Let's get excited in the house. Come on. He's doing something. Let's praise him in the house. He's doing something. for today i thank you for what you're doing in this house and father right now we just we, we just we just want to let you know we love you lord in fact we love you back you've been telling us how much you love us all morning father and we thank you for that so we love you back lord and and i just want to man we just want to bless the offering this morning father we pray over that lord we know what you can do with that for your kingdom so father touch the hearts this morning we thank you for those that that give that can give and even those that can't give father we ask you to bless them touch them bring peace upon them right now so father we just lift it all up to you you have your way in the house and and right now i want to there's something new that I, I that kevin had to remind me we're going to release the kids so we want to pray over our children this morning if, if that's new to you we bring them in here and then we release them out so they can be taught so if you could you guys can just uh, extend your hands that way come on let's bless these children so father we love you we thank you for these kids we thank you for this generation we thank you for what you're going to do in them and through them so father right now i just ask you to touch them in a mighty way fill them up this morning with wisdom them, knowledge revelation lord give them courage and strength courage and strength to change the world to believe that they can do that father that you can work through them so father give them that right now this morning so father we surrender them to you have your way in their lives in jesus mighty name everybody said amen and amen come on we'll be right back y'all
think we're coming back up. So just
in the night seasons. My confession remains the same. In every season, in every hour, in every moment, I'll say you. You never change, oh. You never will, no, no. And I see what you have done. I'll say that you are good. In the morning, I'll say you are You have a perfect record. You never fail. You never change. Good to me. Keep on getting back. Keep on getting back. Just when I thought you ran out of things to do, you keep on. Just when I thought you ran out of ways to move, you keep on. Oh, morning by morning, new mercies I see. Oh my God, morning by morning, new mercies I see. Oh my God, keep on getting.
Good morning. I know y'all can see the same clock I look at. <laughs> y'all like, oh yeah, we gotta sit down. Come on in. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Man, it's amazing. welcome to the gathering place, y'all. All right, this side's good. Okay, let's try it again. Welcome to the gathering place. All right, come on. Hey, I'm excited to be here. I don't know about you guys. By the way, I. <laughs> If you don't know who I am, I am DJ. I am the pastor. Uh, my wife is Jules, uh, whom I love. Um, she, she, she directs me and guides me and leads me. Uh, she tries. She tries. Now, look, there is a guy walking around that's dressed like me, but he doesn't have a beard. That's not the pastor. But I do give you authority to go ask him any question you want about the church. How's that, Ken? Did that work? I'm trying to get you to grow a beard, brother. <laughs> if you grew a beard, man, this would be a whole lot easier. <laughs> Come on, man. I, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to be here. If you are new, do me a favor. We have uh, Connect Cards. Uh, just ways for us to, to reach out to you. Let us know you, uh, you let us know you were here so we can reach out to you. You can also scan a little code that uh, should be up there on the screen. So you can scan that, fill that out. Uh, I can't reach out to you and talk to you if I don't know that you were here. So uh, take a little bit of time and, and go ahead and do that. Uh, for us. If you want to fill one out, you know, with the, with the pencil and the pen and stuff, we got those out there uh, at the connection point, the wooden desk out in the foyer. Um, if you want more information about our church, you can download the app. Uh, we do have an app you can download. You can go to the website. You can find out about us anywhere, uh, all kinds of social media. So please uh, entertain yourself with all that. <laughs> download it all. Do whatever you want. Go to YouTube. You can find us on there too. You can get all kinds of information. I do have some things I'm going to run through real quick because I do understand timing. Uh, and it is, uh, just to warn you, it is my first Sunday back in a month. And worship already went that long. And we have baptism. I don't know what y'all are trying to do to me. I think you're trying to shut me down. You're like, if we just take up all the time, then we're going to give him like 15 minutes. He'll be able to do the introduction and then we leave. Um, so, but I want to run through these announcements real quick. Real good stuff. Uh, next week is uh, Resurrection Sunday. Love that. Uh, and, but we also have the wards for our kingdom classes. They're going to be teaching on love and marriage. Man, that sounds good, y'all. Like, that sounds good. If you've never heard them, if you don't even know their marriage, I, I challenge you to get to know them. Uh, so, Love and Marriage, next, next Sunday, 9 o'clock, Kingdom Classes over in the Annex. So, please uh, come on out to that. If you need child care, please sign up for that online so we know. Um, 
Other than that, we have some things, uh, small groups going on. Look, we're already a month into them, but get plugged in. I had the first God Guns and Gravy yesterday. Turned out awesome. Absolutely love to have a good time. So you, it's not too late to get signed up. You should get to know people here. You should understand people here. There's lots of groups out there. Go online, look for them, uh, sign up for them. We have Bible studies and all kinds of things, but great way to get to know everybody in the family. So please, please do that. Um, Tuesday at the table is coming up on April 11th. Uh, this is going to be a, like I said, we've been doing a Tuesday at the table. I've been teaching on leadership. So this, look, I'm telling you, get your, get your students out here, get, get your kids. I don't care who comes, but if you're interested in, in any kind of leadership, uh, growing in that and see what God wants to do in that, please come out. It's taco Tuesday. Uh, so come on out, uh, bring, uh, it's, everything's up there. I haven't done this in a while. Yeah, we're going to provide the tacos. <laughs> And you guys bring a side dish or a dessert, something like that, but it's going to be good. I do know it conflicts with some major small groups going on, and, I, and I'm good with that. So if you can't be here, I understand. It's okay. Uh, no, no problem with that. I understand. I know all the ladies can show up, though, so <laughs> it is what it is. Um, they're just going to grow in leadership. <laughs> Which, if you don't know our church, we have a lot of female leaders in our church. So I absolutely love it. That's how it should be. Um, let's see, we have, look, I want to bring this up Man on, uh, Man on Fire Conference. Um, we know we had a deadline to sign up. They had to have at least 30 spots reserved by the 27th. Okay, I talked with Brother Billings, and he called me and said, Hey, we got our 30 spots. So now it's open again for like another week, week and a half, two weeks, I think till the 15th, April 15th, uh, to sign up. Look, guys, this is gonna, I know it's a commitment because you got to come after work on Thursday and you're going to have to take a Friday off because uh, it's all day Friday and then it's a Saturday, half the day Saturday. I don't have the agenda yet. I don't have any of that to know what's going on. All I know is that, that we already have 30 guys showing up and I think it's going to be powerful. And all I can tell you is that, man, we're going to pour into the men. And it's, so there is a fee for that when you go on there and register online. That fee, uh, once again, if you, can't, if you can't pay for that, let us know. Uh, I do not want you not going because you can't afford to go. You understand? I think it's going to be that powerful that you need to be there. All the lodgings involved, all the foods included, all that stuff. And we're going to hang out for roughly three days. And it's going to be amazing. Uh, we have def different speakers and everything, but it's going to be powerful. So please uh, take advantage of that. And we're going to try to gather as a bunch of men and, uh, and get together and just grow. Because that's what we have to do. We have to grow as men. So... Uh, Please take some time and, and really, uh, if you thought about it, but then you kind of brushed it away, just revisit that and, and see what else is going on that you would, that, that would take the place of that. And if it's important, go for it. I'm not, I'm not telling you have to go. I'm just saying I want to give you another opportunity. All right. Got to drink more coffee. <sighs> Let's see. Uh, worship night coming up on April 21st right here. Uh, so I'm excited, guys. We, we get a bunch of churches together. We come out here. You don't understand the power of worship. I'm telling you, the more we come to his presence and worship him, it is powerful. So please, please, please put it on the calendar. It's a Friday night, 6 p.m. Get out here. It's going to be powerful. I know God's going to move in a mighty way. He always does, and I look forward to seeing you here. Um, I already talked about baptism. That's today. Uh, if you did not sign up for baptism, that's okay, because I really believe God can move in a mighty way. And I want to share that with you, that, that just because you say, well, I got baptized as a kid, that doesn't mean you can't get baptized again. Okay, a lot of times we get baptized when we, uh, someone tells us to. <laughs> You're like, well, I got sprinkled on as a kid. <laughs> okay, well, we're not doing that here. 
you know, I got baptized in December right here. We, if you feel like the Holy Ghost is speaking to you and you're like, you know what, I, I, want, a, I want a fresh start. I want to lay it all down and, and come up fresh and new and, and ready to move forward. Today's your day. We've got uh, shirts and shorts and we'll take care of you. So don't, don't let the excuse be I don't have dry clothes. We have towels and all that. Uh, I'm going to open that up at the end. We already have four people getting baptized today, which is absolutely awesome. Yeah. We're going to celebrate that, but then if anybody else just feels that tug, look, don't let anything stop you from doing what the Holy Ghost wants you to do. I don't care what anybody says. Just do it. All right. I can tell it's going to be a rough day. You cannot put me alone with God for 30 days <laughs> and not get emotional just by doing announcements. This is unbelievable. All right, I want to talk real quick about Heart for the House that's coming up April 16th. Um, so that April 16th, we're going to receive our offering for that. If you're new to the family and you don't know what this is, we've been doing this for years. Uh, what we call Heart for the House is an opportunity for us. This is, this is outside budget items. This is outside that. This is above and beyond anything we do. This is not a twist your arm so you can give stuff. That's not it. Uh, this is if God speaks to you in any of these things. I just wanted to explain our four things on the board this year. Usually we have 10 or 15, but these are the things that, that God has really spoken to me, uh, about and one is the flooring in our church. This is about 20 years old. We've shampooed the carpets there, and I'm, my face is on this a lot. And we shampoo it, but it's dirty. So we really want to change out the carpets and put in uh, the luxury vinyl planking out in the foyer. Get rid of somebody else's logo that ain't even lined up. Whatever. But, but <laughs> these are things we would like to do. Can, can we operate church without this? Absolutely. Like, so this is not like the church, church is going to shut down if we don't get this. That's not what this is. This is me just throwing out there and saying, hey, guys, this is stuff that's on my heart that we can do to improve what we have, uh, to take ownership of this building. We own the building, so let, let's pour into it. Let's make sure that um, everything is good. So the flooring for this, I mean, this is a, there's about 14,000 square feet in this building. And, and it, it needs to be replaced. <laughs> Adds up. So that's why it's 30,000. Uh, children's lighting and painting. And if you haven't been in the children's ministry, they have the fluorescent bulbs. Some of them are broken. Uh, you can't get the cages anymore. We're going to put in LED lights like we have in here so we, they're safer. Plus, they save on money. Plus, you can dim them. Right now, if you go in there when the kids want to watch a movie or do something, it's either black <laughs> or fully light. So we, we want to put in some stuff that's going to take care of that. And then we need, really need to repaint that, that whole place and fix the walls. See, Brandon, you're not the only one I ever had to deal with walls. We still got people going through the walls in the children's ministries. He'll know that. That's an inside joke. <laughs> but yeah, so we want to take care of that. Uh, and then stage lighting. Uh, if you've ever been up on the stage, you, this is really old stuff. Uh, but we do want to light it up better. Uh, I just spent four weeks watching online. I don't care how bright you think it's in here. It's dark online. Okay, and, and so we want to make it so people can watch online and feel like they're, uh, it's better. Plus, you get to see us better, and it's not blinding, and it'll save a lot of money um, in the long run. That's, that's a long thing. And then sanctuary TVs. Now, this isn't like personal TVs for you, but <laughs> if you notice, that one's not as bright as that one. They're both projectors, very expensive. You're going to spend a lot of money on bulbs. We do it all the time, and it's just not clear anymore, and it's not worth it to have projectors up when we can actually, the light, you know, you got to dim it to put it on. We can actually buy TVs to put up on the wall that would last longer and look better and do the same thing these things are doing, but 
Um, that's what that's for. That's why it's priority four. Do we need it? Nah, we can get along with all these things. We can still do this for another year. I, I'm not pushing you. But if God speaks to you to give in any of these ways and you want to designate it for something, go ahead and designate it for it and it'll go to it. Um, but, but we're not going to do it if we don't get it because it's not about me telling us what we're going to do. If we decide as a family that's what we want to do is improve this house, then we have a heart for the house. When we get the money, we'll take care of it. Uh, and this is all run by the trustees. We just kind of throw the money in and I talk with them and they say, hey, all right, we can pull the trigger on it. So um, that's what we're going to do. So we'll receive that on the 16th. Be praying about that. God has moved in mighty ways. Uh, last year, we did a lot. We did a lot last year, and people have already given this year from paving the back parking lot to painting the building to changing the name to do. I mean, we've, we've done a lot of stuff, y'all, and it's because y'all have a heart to give, and you love to give, and you care about this place, and you want to make it the best you can possibly make it. So there's that. I'm done with all the announcements. So, Father, I love you, Lord. Touch my heart this morning. Speak to me. Make this easy on me, Lord. <laughs> I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. All right. It is good to be home. Thank you all. Uh, wanna, I know we ain't got a whole bunch of time, but thank you all for the prayers, the texts, the calls, the cards, everything you've done. Thank you so much. It means a lot to us as a family that, that we can literally walk away for 30 days and be at peace and, and understand that we got a family that, that is taking care of everybody and you don't need us. You don't understand how awesome that is when you realize that you're not needed that much. Like, it wasn't awesome when I left the military and they filled my desk the next day. That wasn't awesome because I thought I was cool. <laughs> but it's really awesome when you can walk away and not worry about, like, is everybody going to be okay? Is everybody going to take care of things? Is this? We didn't worry once, okay? So it's really awesome for that. And then to, to feel that blessing in that, uh, that people just wanted to bless you with that and they agree with it. Um, so thank, we had people let us use a lake house. I mean, come on. I mean, it was just a beautiful blessing. Uh, special thanks also to Kevin and Crystal um, for, for sharing and helping lead. And all the staff, give it up for all the staff because, man, they, they rock. They rock. I love this family. I'm so thankful for this family. And, and thank you, Brother Jim, for a powerful word. Thank you so much for that. I'm telling you. We were so, I was so excited to hear everybody speak. We, last year, we went to different churches just to see what was out there. This time we were like, nope, we were nestled right in. We are like, let's turn this thing up and, and put it on this big old TV and let's sit here and watch it. And sometimes we had six people watching it with us and we had a whole gathering place up there uh, in North Carolina, which was awesome. So we got to watch it and, and do that together. But, uh, but thank you, Jim. Uh, Ryan, Allison, where'd you guys go? Come on, thank you so much. Like, it, that was the last minute thing, y'all. And Ryan's never spoke like that before in front of a crowd like that. I think he did absolutely amazing. And thank you. God put it on my heart even before then, but I kind of backed off it a little bit because I, I, I believe that Brother Rick uh, had an amazing word. I felt like God put that on my heart. And then because of circumstances with Miss Vanessa, he was like, I can't do it. And Kevin just called me and said, hey, I think Ryan's supposed to do it. I'm like, well, that's the second person. You and the Holy Ghost had told me that. So I guess, I guess he's supposed to do it. So uh, <laughs> good job. Um, just so thankful. Um, thankful for this team. Thankful to our elders. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Where's James at? He's in the back. I'm trying to look this way and I see you all lined up. You're the only one over in the side. <laughs> but thank you so much for trusting, trusting God with this. This is, I know. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. That usually works. Oh, man. I'm telling you, a lot of people won't do this. A lot of places don't do this. You just don't say goodbye to the pastor for, for a month and just expect it to, to happen and roll. They won't. They're afraid to do it. They're scared to do it. But it grows. Man, we equip people here. That's the coolest part. Like, we equip people here. So I expect people to step up. I expect people to do what they're supposed to do. I can get in a car accident tomorrow. Right? And I'm not speaking that over my life, but anything could happen. And that doesn't mean the family stops moving. We just pick up and keep moving. And, and that's how, if we don't equip ourselves to do that, if we don't train up people underneath us to do that, we can't do that. All of a sudden, you, you hit a wall and everybody goes, now what? We've been there before. That's not fun. So our job is to equip. Our job is, is to do this. And this is why we're doing everything we're doing. That's why you see kids praying and kids worshiping and, and that next generation. Oh, man. You just don't, I, I, I did a whole bunch, not a whole bunch of research, but it hit me this morning. <laughs> so I Googled it. And you need to understand the, uh, the, the importance of this. Uh, I wanted to find out how many pastors, because when I started looking at this and I started thinking about the rest that we just came out of. So if you didn't know what was going on, they gave us a month of rest. So we get to go away and not think about the church. So you get to lay all your burdens down, get away from everything. Just like literally the staff didn't even want to call me. Like, every, like I didn't mind that stuff, but it was nice to just get away. Uh, and not have any worries or any, anything to deal with except for us as a family uh, and then drawing closer to God. That's what it is. And so a lot of people won't do that. And when I was looking at the study about pastors and it said, uh, uh, according to, this is an article on CBN, but it says, while studying the, well, the well-being of pastors, the Barner research found that 42% of pastors want to quit compared with 20, that's this year as compared to 29% in January of 2021 want to quit. It says church attendance has softened quite a bit since the pandemic and during and after the pandemic, one third of practicing Christians disengaged from their congregation, just short of stopping showing up. And more than 4,000 churches closed in America in 2020. Over that same time, over 20,000 pastors left the ministry. 50% of current pastors say they would leave the ministry if they had another way of making a living. And a lot of that is you, you don't understand that pastors are called to be pastors. Like there are some pastors that aren't pastors and they might be teachers and other things. But I believe a pastor is called to be a pastor and every one of you matters. Every face matters. Every body matters. Every person matters. So what you see is these pastors going through this going, man, I've just watched half my congregation leave families that I was doing life with. And they just walk away and they don't give you an answer why. They just don't come back. Because they're just taking a break. And these, you know, there's a lot of pastors that can't deal with that. Um, but we have a better way. It's called, hey, let's give you a moment to step away and go refresh. Because there are burdens and there's a lot of stuff that, that comes on your heart. And, and so we figured out this way to say, hey, get gone and relax. And come back refreshed and ready to do what God wants you to do. And it means a lot when we're allowed to do that. So I thank you for coming in. And, and, and letting everybody else preach and just doing life together, uh, nothing stopped. Um, I don't know, at least it didn't stop from my line point of view. <laughs> I mean, I, we weren't really calling around to make sure everybody uh, was doing what they were supposed to do. That's not what leadership's all about anyway. Uh, just equip them and let them go. What's the worst that could happen? Kevin. <laughs> That's right. Look, I told another pastor I talked to, uh, he's been doing ministry for over 40 years, and he says, dude, I'm jealous. 
40 years, I've never been able to do that. I was like, ugh. <laughs> like 40 years, you just go through it and just deal with it and hide it and complain about it or I don't know. Um, but he says, I'm jealous and I shouldn't be jealous, but I'm jealous. And I was like, well, that's okay, brother. And I'll just pray that God gives you an awesome family like I got <laughs> that believes in you. Um, but anyway, thank you all for that. Matthew 11, if you got your Bibles, Matthew 11, 28 through 29. I'm just going to touch on this a little bit. I'm going to try to burn through some stuff because I don't think it's as important as I thought it was this morning. Um, but Matthew 11, 28 through 29, this is why we do this. Uh, then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. That's important. That's important. And it doesn't mean just in this. I mean, you should find time personally to rest. But you rest in him. Don't, I mean, you can rest in the world if you want, but that's not going to get you. You might get pleasure for a little bit. Like you can ask Kevin. Kevin has season tickets to Six Flags so he can go rest. As he takes all the students with him. It's a lot of rest in that, Kevin. Good idea. That's called rest in the world where you're going to get a, a temporary satisfaction of something. You're like, yeah, I'm rested up. And then you go back and you're like, man, I'm stressed out. Like, I've got a lot of burdens. I've got a lot of things going on. I can't get it off my chest. What am I supposed to do? And he says, you're supposed to rest in me. He goes, you're supposed to surrender to me. Come to me. He goes, I will give you rest. Weary means feeling or showing tiredness, especially as a result of excessive exertion or lack of sleep. So I don't know what your sleep schedule is like, and I don't know if you're weary, but you better rest and not just rest, rest in him. Find a way to get away. Find, I, I've, look, I've put the demand on everybody on staff. And I said, you will take 30 days. Yes. And you will rest. I can't expect you to continue to pour into people the way you pour into people if you don't rest. Okay, so, so how do you apply that to your life? Figure it out. Make it a priority. And say, when are we going to get away and rest? Look, I, I felt a whole lot worse last year going into this. Because I was really concerned like, what's going to happen when I'm gone for a month? And what are people going to think? Uh, and then, but then after we came back, we, we bought a camper. We rest a lot. <laughs> so so, so I, I wasn't as burdened as I went. But I realized real quick I was burdened. And I needed time to get away and, and, and just get in front of him and spend time with him and let him heal everything in my heart and remove every burden I had. And it, it, it brings a lot. It brings a lot of peace. So he says, I'll give you rest. You don't have to earn it or strive for it or anything. You simply just let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do. Man, it, uh, chances are you were striving for something in the first place. That's why you need rest. Think about it. Y'all chasing every dream out there. Chasing the American dream. If I just work harder, I'll get paid more so I can do more. You don't need a whole bunch of money to rest. <laughs> so if you're, if, you're, if you're stressing out just to get ahead... And all that causes is stress. You become weary. And you have no rest. That's not what this is about. That's not how we're supposed to live our life. The Holy Ghost is inside of us. And he wants us to live free. He wants, to, he wants us to live with purpose. And be refreshed and rested. So we can do works for him. 
right? We can't do that if we're constantly trying to do everything else because we've got to match everybody else and have what everybody else has. And Man, I don't know. I've seen some people with everything and they're the most miserable people to be around. So he revives you and fills you up. Now I'm going to read um, the 23rd Psalm. I'm going to read it out of the Passion Translation because, man, it just blew my mind. Blew my mind when I read it out of this because it was everything I was talking about. So the 23rd Psalm says, Yahweh is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace near a quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me the right path and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Even when... Your path takes me through the valley of deepest darkness. Fear will never conquer me, for you already have. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely, for you are near. You become my delicious feast, even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of of you until my cup overflows. So why would I fear the future? Only goodness and tender love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterwards, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. Come on, y'all. That's good. That's good. That's good. You can go in there and break that down word for word if you want. Uh, get, the, um, get the e-sword. Pull it down. You can read every word in Greek. You can decide what it's actually saying. Uh, and it matches up pretty well. It's just how we put it in different translations. But that's powerful. And that's how I felt. That's how I felt. He's good. He offers a rest in place for me in his love. We rest in his love. <laughs> his perfect love. Just rest in it. Hmm. Anyway. So we were on a sabbatical uh, time of rest. And it was important. But that's not what I really want to talk about. But it was. I mean a bit. Because uh, I have a hard time with that. Anybody have a hard time sitting still? I, <laughs> I have a dog called Buddy. Buddy is the most annoying dog in the world. If you look like you're getting up, he's standing right beside you. If I walk outside, to literally walk outside and check the temperature and walk inside, he's trying to run outside and almost get shut in the door to come back in most annoying dog ever. Right? He's got the fear of missing out disease. He thinks something's going to happen. You going outside, I better be there. Like, what's going on? I relate to him more than I think. That's why I can't sit still. I'm like, God's doing something. I got to be there. I got to go talk to them. What if I miss this? What if I miss that? What if I miss? And I'm sitting there going, that's why I don't like him. We resemble each other. I'm like, I am that guy. I can't sit still. So when you tell us to go sit still for a month, that was rough. That was rough. So, you know, I sat there, um, and we had some friends come up and spend time with us the, uh, after the first week we were there. And uh, I got asked, like, hey, what's God telling you? I'm like, nothing. He's not saying a word. I'm like, I'm sitting here. I'm 
praying. I'm, I'm reading my Bible. I got worship music on every morning. He ain't telling me nothing. I said, I'm asking him every day. Give me a word. Give me a word. Give me a word. Give me a word. Talk to me, Lord. He's like, man, just rest. Can you just rest? And I was like, I can't. Because I thought I was doing it right. Well, then, then I found a pressure washer and started cleaning the guy's house we were staying at. Start fixing stuff. It was awesome. Like, I start doing stuff and my hands are busy and my mind's gone, man. I, I'm kingdom-minded. I'm in a whole nother place. I could have fallen off a dock and wouldn't even known it. I've been pressure washing underwater. That's where I was. I had to do something to rest. I was like, why am I wired this way, Lord? This does not make any sense. But it's because I thought there was an expectation of me to sit there and just say, give me a word, give me a word, give me a word, give me a word. And he's like, just shut up. <laughs> like, get your mind off me giving you a word and just get peace in your life and just rest. He goes, I'll tell you what I want to tell you. I'll tell you what I want to tell you. Anyway, um, so right after they left, I actually got something. <laughs> I got busy and I got something. I got busy and rest. So you can go back to the other slide because this is what God gave me. There should be another graphic in there, Pam. Not that one. That's peace. I like peace. That one. I was praying, Lord, what's this next season look like? That's what he gave me. Anybody ever seen that before? Is that not the most annoying thing in the world? I was like, what does that mean? Like, that's almost, when my wife showed me that, I was like, that's almost exactly what he showed me. I'm like, this circle of death loading. I was like, how am I supposed to go back to a church after a month and say, hey guys, we're loading. <laughs> that's what we're doing. I'm not smart enough to explain that. But see, I hear him and then he gives me visions. This is what he gave me. And he said, you're welcome. Loading. So I had to look that up. <laughs> Because I was like, there's got to be meaning in this somewhere. And I'm not a computer guy, so i got to read some stuff. Or just call the teens up here and they'd probably tell me. So all I know is this, is that, is that when this cursor fails to go away after a short period of time, it usually indicates the device is frozen or is stuck trying to resolve an error, prompting device owners to search for a fix. And I was like, what am I searching for, Lord? Am I trying to fix something that actually ain't broke? Well, I mean, what am I doing? Like, what, what does that mean? So then I said, well, what's loading mean? Because it says loading. And a load refers to, to the beginning or executing a program by moving or loading the necessary information from a drive, like a hard drive, into a computer's memory. So depending on the information being loaded, the speed of the hardware and how other programs are running determines the load time. If a program or command shows a load average or process indicator, it's an average of how long it takes to load or execute. So if your computer's loading slowly, it's usually due to low maintenance. And I'm like, so our season is loading? It didn't sound good. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, we just came out of an amazing season. Like, I came back with all kinds of change. I mean, we changed the church, changed the name, changed the vision, changed everything. So I was obviously expecting more than this. <laughs> I was like, what are we doing this year? He says, load. So then I dug deeper. Rich, you're probably getting all this. 
So five most common causes of a loading circle. You ready? I want God to speak to you in this. No, it's okay, Rich. Background programs. And try not to correct me if I'm wrong because I, this is what I got. <laughs> I have to read this. So every computer has a host of programs that run in the background. Some of these are defaulted to boot simultaneously with the computer, meaning that although you don't know they're there, every time your computer turns on, they activate. It's important to identify these programs so you can remove or deactivate them. Background programs drain your computer's processing speed and slow it down. So what's going on in your mind? Because when he showed me this, that's where he went. He goes, how much stuff is going on in the background that don't need to be going on? And it's slowing down how fast I can load new stuff into what I'm trying to do. So what things were programmed into you as a kid that you still have to get rid of? That somebody spoke over you that stops you from understanding who you are? that stops you from understanding the identity he gave you as a beloved child. What is running in the background every time somebody mentions Holy Spirit or God or Jesus? What stops you from submitting fully to that? Because there's some stuff running in the background that we're going to have to identify in this next season and get rid of. Because he doesn't want it to be loading all the time. Hmm. You got some competing voices. I'm telling you, this is how he speaks to me, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Hopefully, you're getting something out of this. All right, good. Second thing, your hard drive is full. So when walking around a room filled with too much stuff, your space is limited, right? So the same, same thing occurs with computers. If your hard drive or the hardware responsible for storing files and programs on your computer is too full, it'll slow your loading speed. That's why it's important you know how to free up disk space and upgrade it. So free up space by getting rid of the stuff that doesn't matter. So once again, we got a lot of stuff in our memory, a lot of stuff on our hard drive, stuff that we put in there years ago on how to do things, how to run things, the way we learned how to be a, a husband, a mother, a father, a wife, all those things that, that were programmed in from somebody else that's on our hard drive. And until we get rid of that, there's no room to put new stuff telling you this is like this is mind-blowing to me so uh, I gotta hurry up the third thing a virus unfortunately like humans computers can get sick the difference is when your computer catches a virus it's man-made a virus is a malicious program that infects your software and usually works to achieve some wicked purpose like stealing your private information or something some viruses crash computers without fail others slow them down to a crawl once the virus is removed, this could rectify your loading speed issue. So what was planted in your mind that's causing you to slow down? What did someone speak over you that instead of being a blessing was a virus? I can relate to all these things. <laughs> so it means a lot to me when I say this because I'm like, man, I've had stuff spoken over my life when I was a kid that was like a virus slowing everything down. Mm. And it took a while, it takes a while to break free from some of that stuff to actually realize what it is and who you really are. So a virus. Am I close, Rich? Am I doing this okay? <laughs> the woo, wheel of anticipation. I like that. Because you never know what's coming up. 
I like that so much more than this. <laughs> Ken, you need to preach that next week. <laughs> the third thing, overheating. It's not uncommon for a computer to overheat after all the circuit board is pushing electricity out, all of its hardware counterparts. When it comes to loading speed, it's actually your CPU that's responsible for your system's loading process. And your CPU often generates the most heat because it's constantly in overdrive, like the heart of a human body. So are you in overdrive? Are you doing too much to prove yourself? Because you're overheating. And it's slowing it down. It's slowing down a process. It's slowing down what God wants to do in you. Because you're trying to prove yourself. You're trying to do too much. You're trying to prove your acceptance and your worth and all that. And he says, I love you just the way you are. Man, I'm not going to love you anymore tomorrow. I love you just the way you are. Quit trying to prove it. You don't have to prove it to anybody. You don't have to show anybody. Man, we got to get this. There's too much on your plate. Most of you want to get a bigger plate. <laughs> don't get a bigger plate. Determine what came from God and what didn't. If it didn't come from, get rid of it. You probably don't want it. It probably looks like vegetables. <laughs> Just letting you know. Last night I had steak, steak, and hamburger. No vegetables. <laughs> and I'm not even on one of them diets. What do they call them? Like keto or something? I don't even know. I'm not on that. That's what I had for dinner. I had my steak, my wife's steak, and then I decided to cook a hamburger. I love food. This is 30 days of, of, of food. Unbelievable. And the last thing I want to talk about with this, I'm watching the clock is poor connection. Your internet speed and connection is slow. So you need to have a better connection with ABBA. Chances are your download speed is so slow because you don't do it enough and you're not plugged into the right source and what's happening is it's taking forever for stuff to load. All right, so you gotta figure out how to get a better connection speed and what that looks like in your life. So it can be all those things. It can be all those things. So he told me we're in a season of loading, remembering, or restoring. Because most of the time when I open my laptop, that's what it's doing. It's restoring all the pages that I had opened before, right? Or updating them. And I'm like, hmm. But this is where he kind of put us uh, and put me. I like the anticipation. <laughs> Wish he would have gave me that. That was way more exciting than saying we're loading. <laughs> but he didn't give me that one. He gave me this one. Um, but this is kind of like, in my mind, what this means is it's kind of like remodeling a house, man. When I'm working on a house and I'm doing it, I'm putting things up and I'm building the structure and I'm getting it done. And then what I do is I tend not to do the little things, the tedious things. Like I'll build something and get it up there and it looks really good to somebody else that walks in. But when I walk in, I'm like, man, I didn't caulk it. I didn't fill the holes. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. And I don't do it right then either. I just keep going. Cause I'm like, well, I'll go work on this. And then one day when I got a caulk tube in my hand. I'm going to walk around and do it all. That day never comes. So in my mind, this is... <laughs> so that's what this is. is sometimes we got to take a step back and look at the trim. Sometimes we got to take a step back and look at everything that needs to be done and, and tweak it and adjust it. And I believe that's what this year is. 
Man, we've injected ourselves into the city. We've done a lot of different things this year. And I think it happened fast. And I think I, we, we started with identity and just blew out all the way through. And I think he's saying, hang on, I need you to go back in and let's revisit and restore these things. Let's make sure we're on a solid foundation. Let's make sure everything's processed in the way it's supposed to process and you just don't move on. Because you move on, you lose people. Not everybody's on board. Doesn't mean that, that you're going to hear everything the same because you won't. I promise you that. I'm not going to repeat one sermon I've ever spoken before. I don't work that way. I can't work that way. But I'm telling you, he says, let's go back and look at these things. Everything new that we did this year, let's solidify that. Let's strengthen that. Let's move forward. Let's restore some things. Let's fix some things. Uh, let's get things back on track. I think some things got derailed. I'm telling you. And I even spoke to Kevin about this. And I love our students, but I think our students got derailed. I think what you're seeing in the students right now is awesome. But I think that if they didn't get derailed, that, that would have been 50 times more than what it was. They got derailed and we need to get them back on track. They're, they got to believe they can be different. They got to believe that he's doing something different in them. Man, I think we lost some ground this year in that. And that's nothing to God. He's like, that's fine. We'll restore that. I'm just telling you, these are things that God put on my heart that that next generation is worth more than gold. And we're going to pour into them. And they need to understand who they are. Because that's who's going to be up here. Like, like this is temporary for us. I mean, we're getting older. I'm not looking at anybody specific. <laughs> Ron, don't wink at me. <laughs> it's going to be the students that move it on. So, ah. All right, I'm going to give you a taste of what's coming then. I'm not going to get into all this. I ain't got time to get into all this. Okay, I take that. You got them eyes. She's like, you better speak. All right, here's the thing. Other th stuff has been happening with us. And while we were gone, uh, I experienced what I could call peace. Complete peace. And if you don't know what complete peace is, have zero worries about anything. Complete peace. I didn't care about anything. I wasn't thinking about my kids. I wasn't thinking about our animals. I wasn't thinking about this church. I wasn't thinking about the staff. I was, I was looking around, just looking at my wife, going, she is beautiful, and we're playing a card game. Perfect peace. Like, that's what I was thinking the whole time. I, I wasn't looking at my own bills. I wasn't looking at the church bills. I wasn't looking at anything. I said, it's just peace. This is it. And I experienced that. And there's power in that. There's power in peace, and you need to experience it. And you're like, yeah, but we got kids. We had kids. Well, we didn't have as many as some people have. <laughs> but you can still find peace, because we don't generate peace. Peace has been given to you. Mm. So Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. I'm going to read it out of the New King James and out of the NLT. But it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And if that's a little bit over the edge, go to the NLT. It says, Don't worry about anything. 
Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace. When? When you pray about everything and tell God what you need and thank him for everything he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. You don't understand how big that is. And it's in you. His peace is in you. He's downloaded it in you. Okay, why? Because the Holy Spirit is in you. Mm. And that's perfect peace. Mm. It's in you. We don't activate it. It's a gift he gave us. We don't do anything with it. In fact, most of you don't even know you have it. I ain't lying. Y'all like, I know what you're talking about. I ain't heard peace in my heart in a long time. It's there. It's there. And think about it this way. I heard it this way. Um, I don't know. You're honest. I saw Kevin do this. It worked. If you knew you had a million dollars in the bank, what would you do? Big question, right? Your mind's going. But if you didn't know you had a million dollars in the bank, what would you do? Same thing you do every day, right? So the peace that's inside of you is like having a million dollars in the bank and you don't know what to do with it. You don't even know it's there. It's worth nothing to you. Because if I don't know I got a million dollars in the bank, I don't know I can do anything. You give me a million dollars and things are fixing to change. I'll be the fastest broke guy you ever met. <laughs> You're like, how'd you go from rich to broke so fast? I got lots of toys, y'all. <laughs> but here's what I'm saying. If you don't know it's there, it's not worth anything to you. And a lot of you have peace in your heart and you don't even know it's there. It's a gift God gave you. And you're not willing to access it because you don't know about it. So I want to stir something in you over the next several weeks that reminds you that you have peace in your heart. You have peace in your life and it should be displayed in everything you do. And you're like, I get that. But you still haven't told me how to do that with six kids. Where's it come from? Him. What do you do? Invite him in. What do you do? Understand who you are and how much he loves you and let the peace of God just overwhelm you so much that it doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't mean that somebody's, look, it doesn't mean you walk around and somebody, look, this is not hit me in the cheek and I'll turn my other cheek. This is not like somebody cuts you off and you don't go, man. It means that as soon as you do that, you're like, whoa, <laughs> I love you. Be blessed. <laughs> peace. Like, don't get offended. A lot of reason why you can't have peace in your life is because you're still dealing with fear and anxiety and worry. That's what stops you from having peace in your life. Fear, anxiety, and worry. Mm. Ah. So this is probably one of the best times for me is when I was there and I don't think this was at the last week and Brother Bo called me to check up on me and we were talking and, and we were just talking about random stuff and we're doing good. And he says, how's things going? I said, brother, I'm at peace. And then I had to stop for about 30 minutes because I said, why am I at peace? And I said, because I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for everything he's done in my life, everything he's done in my family, 
I'm thankful that I'm not where I was 14 years ago. And when I started thinking about that and saying, man, I'm thankful, I got so overwhelmed with peace and emotion that he just said, he started laughing at me and said, I'll talk to you later and hung up the phone because you need to stay right where you're at. It's real, y'all, and it's inside of you. And you can operate that. Look, I, if you don't know, I don't get offended. And I'm not, look, this is not me bragging. What I'm trying to tell you is that, that I have found an obstacle that I've gotten over. And I refuse to let anybody take me back. Does it mean that we might not slip up every once in a while? No, I don't think so. But what I think it is, is that your life will be overwhelmed so much with peace that every time something flames up, it, peace just overcomes it all. Because you can't even understand it. It surpasses all understanding. So I think it's a good gauge. I think peace in your life is a good gauge of the Holy Spirit moving in your life. And if you walk around with fear and worry and anxiety, that tells me right about where the Holy Ghost is moving in your life. It's like a fuel gauge. I know that stings for some people. <laughs> but it's so true. It's so true. If, if, if you're so caught up with all the fear and anxiety and worry, it tells me that the Holy Spirit is not running your life. And we're going to work on how to get that one in place. Because I'll, 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 I'll share the last thing and then we're going to close out. Hmm. And this is a common, common story, scripture. Go to Mark 4, 35 through 41. This is out of New King James. It says, on the same day when evening had come, this is Jesus. He said to them, Let's, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that every wind and the sea obey him? Man, storms come up. And he gave us a great example of how you deal with a storm in your life. He did not get up and come against the storm the same way it came against them. He did not jump up and down and try to call out every evil spirit that was coming in the storm. He said, peace, be still. Let the peace inside of you overcome every storm that comes in your life. The peace inside of you is from him. He said, let me give you an example. And in that one, peace means silent. And that, in, that, in that little part, it means silence. So he's like, silence, be still. Peace, be still. Think about that. How, much, how, how often do we spend more time than we need trying to get louder than what the storm is? And get you nowhere. He said, peace, be still. The peace inside of you. And when the peace inside of you is so great, right? When the peace inside of you is so great, guess what we become? Come on, Jim Paul talked about it. We become peacemakers. Blessed be the peacemakers, right? Come on, this is what happens. When the peace is so inside of you, you become a peacemaker everywhere you go. Kevin talked about it, I think, too. I don't know, everybody's talking about it. Does this make sense? 
You got to get so filled up with and let the spirit run your life on the inside that you are overwhelmed with peace and everything that comes against you. And guess what? You make a decision every day. Peace. You're not going to bother me. Right? We get so worried about tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day, we forget to be thankful for today. If we're thankful for today, he'll provide for tomorrow. Think about the manna, man. Go all the way back to Exodus. The manna he provided. He said, don't take anything for tomorrow. I'll provide for tomorrow. Take enough for today. If we get so worried about everything else, why don't we just be thankful for what he's done today? Right? Come on, I'm telling you, this is huge. Have the peace inside of you. Let the, let the spirit work inside of you so much that, man, you get to wake up and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you that, that I'm breathing today. Thank you that my family is with me today. And Lord, if you could, you know, you know a couple hundred bucks to pay the rent would be great. Or guess what? Why don't you just bring some favor on that guy? Why don't you talk to my landlord and have him give me some forgiveness? I'm serious, y'all. Like, you, we get overwhelmed by the world. We don't, look, we live in the world, but we're not supposed to be of the world. Man, we got to operate the right way. And we don't because of fear. We don't because of anxiety. And he says, give me all that stuff. And I'll give you my perfect peace. I'm telling you, and I'm looking, please don't get, get me wrong with this. I don't, I don't want people to think like I'm against spiritual warfare. I believe in all that stuff. I just believe he gave us an answer to this at a certain level that we can take care of. But guess what? The peace in my heart can't give peace in your heart. There's one thing that'll bring peace to you, and that's him. I can pray for you. I, I, I can try to pray demons off you. But if you don't have peace in your own heart, you're going to turn around and run right back into him. Man, you got to seek him with all of your heart. And you got to let him move inside of you. Let him control it. You, you got to remember, you ain't got to earn it. You don't do any of that stuff. Just let him in. Let him in and be overwhelmed by his peace. Mm. All right. I'll finish up then with Romans 15, 13. It says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Man, he says, I hope, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. So there's your answer. Trust in him. Put everything in him. And guess what? It doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. It doesn't mean a storm's not going to be coming. It just means that when it does come, you get to say peace. Like, I'm not going to let you win. It's good. I have peace. I don't have anger. Mm. <laughs> oh, Lord. If you're arguing and screaming at your spouse, it's wrong. That's not peace. I don't know why he does this. I tried to answer somebody. I said, we haven't fought in, I don't even know how long. That's possible. If you're like, nah, no, 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 we got to argue. No, we don't. It's called peace. We can have disagreements. Like, baby, I think that'd be a great wall if it was yellow. And she could say, I think it'll be a great wall if it's not. That's a disagreement. She wins. I've already dealt with that. I'm good. I have peace with that. Right? What I'm saying is you can have peace in everything. There's nothing out there that should pull you away from that. So don't try to make excuses. Like, but you don't know. No, I know. 
But you don't know. I don't need to know. I know what's true. I know his word is true. And I know what he's telling us. And I know what can happen in your life. And I'm experiencing it. And it's powerful. And it's awesome. And I want you all to experience it. Because I love you. And it's doable. And it's obtainable. And you don't have to strive for it. I wish I knew this a long time ago. I wasn't always this way. I'm not saying like I was born this way. That's not how it is. I walk through the same stuff. But it's nice to know that it's available to everybody if you'll accept it. So that's it. You just got to surrender to him. So here's the thing. I know we got baptisms. And I know we're going to baptize some people. And I know we're going to change, get ready for this. Um, So I know I'm going to welcome the worship team back up. But I don't want it to stop there. We have prayer. We have a prayer team here. And here's the thing. You can't do it all on your own all the time. But we're going to have prayer teams at the crosses on either side as we get prepared for uh, baptisms. And I, I encourage you to stay for this. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be wonderful. I, I, I thought it was Isaiah for a second. He always does that to me. Um, but, but here's the thing. It's... Um, it's not too late and this is what I was saying if the Holy Ghost has been moving in you and you're like you know I just want to get baptized now's the time I need you to go find Crystal <laughs> I just saw you there's Crystal uh, if you if you want to get baptized talk to her we have shirts and everything like that so you, she can load you up with everything you need okay but here's the thing we have prayer partners at the crosses and this is important y'all if you're dealing with fear anxiety any of that stuff let us pray for you you're going to have to make a decision in your heart right but we want to pray for you we want to give you some peace in that knowing that you have a family that loves you enough to pray for you and keep you on your heart so don't leave here with that don't 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 leave here with that stuff that you brought in today that's not what this is about this is about surrendering it and i tell you what you surrender that and let his peace overflow you the way he can man that's powerful and if you don't know jesus and you're like yeah but you don't understand like i came because i got invited I can't say a prayer for you. You understand that, right? (laughs) The easiest way I've seen it explained. (laughs) If you are truly thankful that Jesus is the Son of God, and that's in your heart, congratulations. That's it. You got to believe that in your heart. I can't pray that in your heart. That's something you got to believe. That he came in and he loves you that much. And you accept them in your heart. And guess what happens after that? Yeah, we'd love to baptize you. And today's a perfect day for that. Because <laughs> that's what we're called to do. You go out and baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. But it's that simple. You, you start believing it in your heart. And your faith and your belief in your heart. The Holy Ghost is going to come on in and start doing things that, man, you can't even explain. <laughs> and you're going to have peace that surpasses all understanding. If you're willing to let it happen. If you're willing to take that next step. So we're going to have prayer partners on the side. I encourage you to stay. I'm going to need a little bit of time to change. And we got some people getting changed right now. So give us about 10 minutes or so. If you want to hang out for this, we're going to do some baptisms. Um, Other than that, I love you and I want to pray for you. So Father, we love you, Lord. And I thank you. I thank you for this family. I thank you for a word. I thank you, Lord, that, that, man, you just want us to experience your peace at a whole nother level. So, Father, move in a a powerful way this morning. Touch hearts this morning, even those online. Lord, I I ask you to encourage those online that that are watching this to to, to come back home to the family and and come feel your presence in a place that, 
that it's just showing up. So, Lord, I, I ask you to touch the hearts in this house. Touch this family. Father, I pray for those that are struggling right now. Lord, if, if they're dealing with fear and anxiety and, and any of that stuff and anger, Lord, I ask you to touch them right now. Father, just breathe on them right now. Let them feel your love, a tangible presence in their hearts. So, Lord, I, I love you and I thank you for this. And we submit all this to you. We ask you to have your way in everything we do. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. I'm going to go change and we're going to do baptism, y'all. And if you are leaving, I love y'all. And I look forward to seeing y'all next week. But stay. <laughs> let's encourage Amen. our brothers and sisters. Hey, listen, if you have to go, we totally understand. We love you. We bless you on your way out. If you'd like to stay, uh, I want to invite y'all to go and stand to your feet. We're going to go into a small time of worship. See ya. Oh, come on, Bill Jesus. Song. We love you. We thank Thanks, you. God, we just give you all the glory. We give you all the glory this morning, God. We just thank you, Jesus. We thank you.
Because I know I'm loud. I don't know if they're loud. All right. All right. All right. Well, this is my favorite thing we ever get to do is baptize. So this is powerful and wonderful. And I'm so excited you get to do this with us. And we have multiple people now that want to get baptized today. So um, go ahead. Tell everybody. I'll, I'll let you tell everybody who you are. And if you won't say anything, say some stuff. I'm a... Uh... Hold your hands wet. Give me a towel. Before we both get electrocuted. <laughs> Ken, this is where you're supposed to step in. <laughs> Good stunt double, brother. I'm a, uh, I'm Barry Natchison, and uh, I was uh, baptized as a kid, but you know, I think it's time for me to do it again. Come on, come on, come on! All right, let me ask you one simple thing: Have you accepted Jesus in your heart? Yes. Come on, that's what I'm talking about. There you go. So by your confession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Jason, uh, I just know, I just feel it all over you. Like God's ready to do something mighty in your life and you just need to submit to it. You understand? Listen to his voice. Let him fill you up with so much love. Brother, people ain't going to know who you are. I'm serious. It's going to be radiating out of you, man. That's what I see. I see something that's unstoppable because he loves you that much. And the world's ready to hear about it. Come on. Jason, by your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Hmm. 
Start going here because of him. Start going here because of him. Come on, man. That is good stuff right there, guys. That's what this is all about. So have you accepted Jesus, your Lord and Savior? Yes, sir. You have. You ready to do this? Come on. Braxton, by your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And you called my name. Take ownership of this, man. And let's just renew this thing, right? Yes, let's just renew it. Come on. Come on, tell everybody who you are. My name is Frank McCallion. I've been baptized this week my third time. Well, I'm rededicating. Um, last time, I was about to go to a divorce, and me and my oldest daughter got baptized, but nobody in this room was there, so I wanted to lead by example and show Braxton and Jason and be able to keep them accountable, and they keep me accountable as also. Come on, brother. That's good stuff, man. That's what this is about. So have you accepted Jesus, your Lord and Savior? Yes, sir. Come on. Go ahead and grab that right there. So, Frankie, by your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. You called my name. change the conversation <laughs> come on tell everybody who you are jody's honor and you got a fan club <laughs> how long you been coming here about six years yeah you always sat right over here <laughs> come on awesome you want to say anything no come on all right well then i'm just gonna ask you a real simple question have you accepted jesus your lord and savior absolutely absolutely come on let's do this Then, Jody, by your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Glory, glory.
introduce yourself before I say anything? Sonny. <laughs> Sonny. You want to say anything, Sonny? Okay. Well, I've known about Sonny for quite a long time. This is your mom sitting right over there, Miss Rhonda. So we, we talked about you quite a bit. <laughs> uh, and I've just watched God continue to move and move and move and move in your life. Since you've been here, I've just continued to see growth and growth and you just saying, I'm all in, I'm all in, I'm all in, I'm all in. And I've heard your story and I don't need to share your story, but I know there was a moment in your life when that probably wasn't it. But now it is. And I watched, I just watched like this glory walking all over you as you walk around this place. And he's ready to light this thing up. <laughs> it's so good. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, have you accepted Jesus, your Lord and Savior? Absolutely. Yeah, you kind of talk to him every day. So, Sonny, by your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I'm going to give it a couple minutes, and if if you still are on the edge and you want to do it, I'm going to be in here for you. If not, we'll just we'll close out and we'll have a nice week.
Yeah. 